Since the Sandbox fans, what is going on? We are here with the week five fantasy rankings. Because we're going into week five, you guys will also hear our power rankings this week. So make sure you guys stay tuned to that. Before we jump into the rankings, Kev, I got to update everybody with the parlay of the week because once it's one team every single week that's mushing me here. Washington this past week, I had them plus three. Make sure you guys are staying tuned to the Instagram on Sunday for the parlay of the week in the daily fantasy targets. Mm. Kev, after all these injuries, you know, fantasy's getting a little tough right now. I, I know not for you because yeah. because Kev's doing pretty good in fantasy right now. But getting into the rankings, you guys understand, I do not do the Thursday games. And there is a London game this week, Giants versus the Packers in London. And you'll get to watch it. I will get to watch yeah. it. No flag football this Sunday. That means no catching touchdowns, but I get to watch the Giants hopefully play the Packers competitively. Kev, you got to wake up for him, man. I know. That means no putting people on the island this week. (laughs) (laughs) Island is closed this week. (laughs) (laughs) All right. At 10, this is where I have Kyler Murray. And he puts up enough fantasy points to be in the top 10 fantasy rankings. But the team just, they, they just don't look successful. Like, it just doesn't look, like, fluent. And I feel like this might continue to be the case until D-Hop returns. I think they'll score some points versus Philly. Garbage time, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? At 9, I have Derek Carr here versus Kansas City. The Raiders do have some tendency to play well versus the Chiefs, but I don't think it'll be well enough to get a victory. I think Carr can, you know, throw a couple of touchdowns and we could see, you know, some points being scored in this one. But don't think the Raiders will win this one. At 8, I have Brady versus Atlanta. And it was really hard. Brady's not, you know, a great fantasy quarterback at this point. Rodgers is not a great fantasy quarterback at this point. Russell Wilson is not a great fantasy quarterback at this point. So, you know, there might be one of these guys that, that just has a week that stands out. And, you know, I think in a matchup versus Atlanta, Brady can definitely do that. Obviously, like you talked about in the Power Rankings episode, Kev, change... Mike Evans suspension to mm-hmm. and, and he's there that game. You know that might be a, a win rather than a, a, a loss. So we'll see what happens there. But do still have Brady here at eight. At seven, I have Justin Herbert. I think Cleveland could give the Chargers a game. We'll have to see what happens. But that's a road game for the Chargers. So I have I dropped him down in my rankings a little bit. Think he might throw a pick or possibly get have a couple of fumbles. At six, Kirk Cousins versus Chicago. I just really like, you know, the matchup. The the Bears don't strike me as a team that's going to win a game in that division with the way, you know, the rest of the teams are playing. Kev, I don't know if you disagree or not, but still waiting for the Vikings to have that offense kind of spark off a little bit more than they have. Yeah, so I'm coming in hot this week. Number 10, I got Trevor Lawrence. Wow, okay. Against the Houston Texans. Love I don't the, hate it, though. Love the matchup. And he probably won't ever make my top 10 again. For, yeah, he might. Maybe, but not probably not for at least a little bit. But I love the matchup this week. At 9, I got Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati offense, they're good, man. But that Ravens D, I love the matchup for them against that Bengals offensive line. You know what I mean? Like, Joe Burrow's under so much pressure this year already. And the Ravens, honestly, in every game they've played, have gotten a decent amount of pressure. Like, even against the Bills, they sacked Josh Allen a couple times, tipped a couple of balls. Like, they get pressure on the quarterback. So that could that could get ugly quick if uh, if the offensive line doesn't come to play. At 8, I got Kyler against Philly. I mean, it is what it is at this point with Kyler. 
I've been saying for a little over a year now. I'm not sold on him yet. Still not sold on him. So it is what it is. At seven, I got Justin Herbert against Cleveland. And then at six, I got the GOAT TV 12 against Atlanta. That's a little high for you, Kev. For Brady? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just like the matchup. And like now, like, you know, Atlanta's the only team that's undefeated against the spread. And Brady's probably like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Shout out to that. Wow, no, all right, let's go beat him by 30. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. At five here, I have Burrow. Kev, I feel you with the Ravens defense, but I just think that there's going to have to be points scored in this mm-hmm. one to win it just because those offense have so much firepower. So have Burrow here at five. At four, I have Lamar right above him in that same game, hoping that we get to see you know a lot of clips on red zone of these two teams scoring. I think Jamal Chase might have a better game, hoping T. Higgins has a game. But I think the running backs will be a huge factor in Joe Mixon and J.K. Dobbins. At three here, I have Mahomes. Talked about that Raiders game a little bit. I think once Mahomes builds more of a, a connection with these wide receivers and starts to you know favor one a, a little bit more, that's when we'll get to see this offense at its absolute best. And I think that's the scary part is that it can still get better. Mm-hmm. At two... I have Josh Allen here, Kev. You probably have him at one, but I like the matchup versus Pittsburgh. I do agree. I think the Buffalo Bills will win this week by 10-plus. Yeah, Kenny Pickett might be better for that offense long-term for the Steelers, but I think that's going to come with some growing pains as well. Let's keep in mind, he didn't start the year for a reason. At one, I have Jalen Hurts versus Arizona. He still had or managed 15 fantasy points last week in a rainy Jacksonville game. That game was was in Philly, but just think that, you know, he's going to get right this week, you know, versus Arizona. I think that offense continues to be the number one offense in the NFL. Sorry, Kev, but we'll have to obviously see a little bit better test for them. You know, the the Bills have seen some good tests, but um, they're pretty efficient, pretty effective at this point. Yeah, so at five, sorry, Scuba, but I got Rodgers against the Giants this week. Really? Yeah, it is what it is, man. You know, is, is is there something like from last week that like stuck out to you? Because like they struggled last week. I know. And that's the thing. I feel like they've been struggling and I just feel like this is just going to be one of those games where he's just going to be like pissed off. You know what I mean? And just be like, all right, let's do this. You so who's I mean? the guy to have for him to throw to? Randall Cobb. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm <just> <laughs> no, um, yeah, I don't, I mean, Robert Tonyan, Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones, if you want to be real, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. Um, At four, I got Mahomes, might be a little low. You know, I was even talking about earlier, brother, last night. The Raiders always play them good. Um, I don't think the Raiders will win this game, but I think their defense, even though I hate their defense, I think they stink. I think they'll they'll, uh, draw up a game plan to at least slow down the Chiefs a little bit. At three, I got Jalen Hurts against Arizona. And then at two and one, I honestly almost put Josh Allen two this week. I almost really? did, but I put Lamar at two, just because, like you said, I feel like that'll be more of a competitive game. So I feel like Josh Allen will light it up against Pittsburgh. So I got Lamar at two, Joshy Boy at one. Stars are aligning, baby. It's gonna be interesting to see, you know, w- which way you know everything works out with all these teams yeah. and the pecking order and everything like that, but. Kev, I just wanted to talk about Miami really quickly. Yeah. You know, what are the expectations with you know Tua being out? You know, Teddy Bridgewater coming in. Like, do you think like that offense will still like kind of continue a little bit? Do you think they might struggle? Do you think Tua will be back soon? What are you thinking? To be honest, I mean, when it comes to Tua, I don't know when he'll be back. Like, they're not even really saying what's wrong. They just keep saying, "Yeah, he's home, he's in bed," but they're not really giving any specifics. 
But with Teddy, like, I honestly like Teddy Bridgewater. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I know we threw a couple big picks last week, but, like, that's a tough game to get into. You know what I mean? Like, your starting quarterback goes down in that fashion. And I know these backup quarterbacks practice all week, but obviously probably not to the extent that the starting quarterbacks do. Mm-hmm. So I feel like with a week of uh, a full week of practice and just with the weapons they have, like, I feel like they won't skip that much of a beat because – Again, we are still talking about Tua. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like we're talking about a Josh Allen or a Lamar or a Tom Brady going down. Like, Tua's good, and he's he's been playing good, but to say that he's head over heels better than Teddy Bridgewater, I wouldn't necessarily say. Obviously, he is better, but like I was saying the other night during the game, like, Teddy Bridgewater started in this league for a few years. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he knows what he's doing. I think it was just one of those things where it's a tough situation to come into. Probably hadn't really practiced a whole ton. Um, well, maybe he did because they weren't even sure if Tua was going to play. But either way, with an extra week of practice with him as the starter, a hundred percent, I feel like is going to be is going to be big. And I feel like they'll, I, I feel like they'll they'll still win games while yeah. Tua's out. No, I mean I think so, and and that's why you know I had them at at that spot that I did in my power rankings. And if you guys want to know where I had the Miami Dolphins inside my top ten, you're just going to have to go over to the episode and check it out. Before I get into the running backs, got to say shout out to the one, the only Tuan DeSimone. I was talking to him a little bit earlier, and you know we gotta get him back on. Yeah, <laughs> on I got I got some new whiteboards, so when trivia comes Go! back, yeah, <laughs> that's bad funny. But we were talking about Javante Williams, R.I.P. Javante, yeah. man. Obviously not seriously, Have they but officially said what it is. Yet? Yeah, he he think? tore his ACL. Okay. Yeah, he tore he tore a couple Damn. of CLs uh, in in his ACL, knee. Yeah, ABCL. Yeah, <laughs> legit. So with that, you know, I just wanted to talk about Melvin Gordon really quickly, Kev. Like, do you think like Melvin Gordon at this point in his career can handle the load? Realistically, probably not. Um, <laughs> Like I'm not I'm not saying that against him. It's just yeah. like he's he, there's a lot of mileage on him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it is what it is. I mean, when's the last time he was really a hundred percent like running back one? You know, what nah, I mean? not know. for a while. Even when he was, he was never you know one of those guys that was always healthy either. He was always banged up here and there. So to think at this point in his career, he can carry a running load with a team that you know runs the ball a decent amount and. Uh, Probably the toughest division in football and a team that's expecting to, you know, make the playoffs and make a playoff run. I don't know. I'm not who's their third string. So, like, they're number two now that Javante's out. Um, Do we, I think it's Mike Boone. Yeah, like, so I don't know if they're going to go out and try to sign someone or if they really are just going to give Melvin the keys. But if so, I got to imagine that they'll probably, you know, rely on the pass game a little bit more. Yeah. Or maybe more read options for Russ or something like that because I can't imagine Melvin Gordon playing, you know, 13 more weeks getting 30 fit. snaps a game. Yeah, like 30 snaps, 15 plus carries and a couple of receptions like I just it's it's just not, you know what Sustainable. I mean? Sustainable. Yeah. yeah. And like that's already an offense that's struggling. So like right. yeah, you might you might want to look for some help with that, but uh I think in the meantime like Melvin will be solid, but I I don't think that he's going to be able to scamper the way that he once did. If you want me to be honest. Got a couple more fantasy questions throughout, but We'll get to those. You know, obviously this week we're losing uh, Cordell Patterson, who went on IR. 
that's going to change up the the rankings a little bit this week. But Kev, from fifteen to eight at fifteen here, I'm starting with Mostert. I think you know the scheme for the Dolphins is going to change a little bit with Tua going out. I think they might try and set up and rely on the run a little bit more. And I think as far as you know, getting fed the rock on the ground, it's kind of clear that Mostert's the guy that's a little bit more favored. Yeah, Edmonds been able to to you know been pretty solid in the red zone, you know, catch passes and just be pretty elusive. But I, I like Mostert. I think his role will continue to expand, you know, depending on how good of a, a team as a whole, you know, Miami becomes. At 14, I have A.J. Dillon. You know, this is a really consistent spot for him. I think, you know, the workload that both of those running backs get, like, are absolutely crazy because they're both getting RB1 workloads. And there's no like drop off. Like they both like have their role, and there's some teams that like don't even have that workload for just like a single back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So love AJ Dillon here, and and you know I just think like if he gets in the end zone a couple of times, you know you're talking about a big change in total points for him. At 13, I have J.K. Dobbins. Kev, not sure if he's back in your rankings, but he looks good. He's starting to gain some confidence. Uh, really like J.K. Dobbins. Even with Lamar being being as impactful as he is on the ground, J.K. Dobbins, you know, has, has definitely made his presence known since he's been back healthy. At 12, I have Miles Sanders, and this is not a name I have in my rankings often, but, you know, the Eagles have just ran the ball really successfully, and He's a large part of that. You know, Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott, they really like having a committee. So um, I expect that to be something that's going to be consistent for the Philadelphia Eagles. But as long as they're winning games in the top threat in the NFL, I know that they don't mind that. At 11, really low, not producing like that. His backup is really involved at this point. Dalvin Cook here at 11. Like the matchup versus Chicago, I don't think that defense is what it once was, but Madison's gone in the end zone the past couple of weeks. Cook hasn't scampered, you know, to to the extent that we would expect him to, you know, to this point. So uh, he's been a little disappointing. Not as disappointing as Alvin Kamara. If you're a Kamara owner at this point, he's out of my rankings this week. I'm a Kamara owner, and I don't know what the deal is. So uh, it, it's a little annoying, honestly. At 10, I have Derrick Henry. Like the matchup versus Washington. He's involved in the passing game, so that's something you like to see, especially if you're in PPR league. So Derrick Henry, you know, he's not as explosive and elusive as he once was you know coming off of an injury but that team is a little bit more one-dimensional you know they're really relying on him to to produce like that so Henry here at 10 you know there's just a lot of talent in in these running back rankings and nine I have Spinner versus Houston Kev I hope he's in your rankings this week uh he's producing you know made ETN who was had who had an ADP that was drafted above James Robinson completely non-existent uh, shout out to you know the way he's playing. He's been he's been balling. Honestly, if you have him in fantasy, he's almost a must start guy. At eight, I have Ceh too. You know, Lou would hate it. Just talking about Ceh and giving him that much credit, but he he's been effective in the passing game. You know, he's caught in a couple of touchdowns. Their running game, you know, was really good the other night. So I have to have Ceh in there, man. He he's been you know a late round steal for some teams for sure. Yeah, so at 15, I got Josh Jacobs. Um, this week, kind of a bounce-back week for him, you know what I mean? Not not that I'm expecting, you know, 16 points from him every week, but a solid, you know, 10, 11 to 13 would be nice, you know what I'm saying? At 14, I got Joe Mixon again. I know this is low, but I just feel like that 
Baltimore defense is going to be in on that backfield so quick that it's going to be high this week. Yeah, it's going to be. I feel like it's going to be hard for him to to find those holes because their offensive line stinks. <clears throat> At thirteen, I got J.K. Dobbins, so he is back in my rankings. Um, and he looked good. I mean, again, he ran a muck against Buffalo. They really didn't have an answer for him until you know the second half. He was running a muck in the first half, but he looks good, and he'll honestly probably climb climb up my list as the as the season goes on if he stays healthy. At twelve, I got Christian McCaffrey. I really think this is going to be a low scoring game. I mean, I feel like. Carolina's defense isn't great, but he caught a garbage time touchdown last week. Too. Yeah, he did, and, and that, yeah, like, and that, and that's really the only reason, like, he's been he was relevant last week was because of that garbage time touchdown. But I just feel like it'll be a low scoring game. San Fran's defense uh, offense is good, but I feel like it's so inconsistent. And obviously, the Panthers' defense isn't that great, and the Panthers' offense really can't put up points. You know what I mean? So I feel like it'll be a low scoring game. At eleven, might be low. Got Austin Eckler at 11 this week against Cleveland. Cleveland's chippy, man. You know what I mean? And and their DNs are good, and I feel like it'll be a tough day. I feel like for them it's going to be more of a of a passing day. And then at 10, I got the Lions backfield, whether Swift plays or not. I have him and Williams, and normally I would probably have them a little higher, but I feel like that Pats D always games plans. Game plans. Patricia for, was for there. He kind of yeah, knows exactly. those guys so, now. But any other week, I probably would have had them a little higher. <clears throat> and nine, I got Spinner against Houston. Like you said, he's just taken over the number one role there, and and he's playing good. So, and I have Trevor Lawrence at ten. So hopefully, Spinner catches a couple passes too. Uh, and then at eight, is Najee playing this week? Yeah. Oh, you just didn't have. Okay, I thought I was bugging. That's why. Um, no, yeah, I just no. That's fine. I didn't like. I didn't know if there was like something wrong or. Nah, I, um, I don't have Najee. Yeah. I and, don't have Josh Jacobs. Yeah, and it hurt me to put Najee because he's playing Buffalo, but I feel like. If the Steelers are that matchup, no, me too. But I feel, but I've always had Najee high. He's been in my top five every week that he's played. But I feel like if they if they're gonna even be a threat at all on the offensive side, it's gonna have to go through Najee. You know what I mean? Like I feel like Kenny Pickett's not gonna be ready for that Buffalo defense. You know what I'm saying? Kev, the Bills are gonna smoke them. No, I know they are, and that's why he's out of my top five. Like that's low for me to have Najee that low. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. At seven, I got... Nope. Oh, oh, oh. That's nope. right. We cut off at eight. I forgot. Nope. Oh. None of that shit, Kev. None of that shit. <laughs> Wait till you see my seven. No, oh, man. At seven, I have CMC. So, a little bit lower than where I've had him, but still at a pretty high high spot, higher compared to you, obviously. think that, yeah, it was a pretty BS touchdown at the end of the game that didn't mean anything, you know what I mean? Those are the worst kinds of touchdowns, but it still counts for fantasy managers, so obviously you're playing McCaffrey with confidence as long as he stays off that injury report. At 6 have Eckler, it's nice to know that he can explode still and have games like that. He really didn't even touch the ball that much. I want to say he touched the ball like 18 times and Mm -hmm. had 31 fantasy points, so uh, that's pretty effective. At 5, I have Fournette. Love the matchup versus Atlanta. I'm still waiting for, you know, a Leonard Fournette 140-plus game because he's not that old. Like, he's been in the league a little bit, but he's really not that old. Yeah, realistically, what, five years he's been in the league? No, I mean, Six? yeah, that's the, he's probably 27, 28 yeah. years old. You know what I mean? Yeah. He he's still he could still move. I know he wasn't like the fast, shifty guy, but Leonard Fournette, like he was putting up numbers back in the yeah, day. You know what I mean? Have him here at five versus Atlanta. Love that. At four, I have Mixon and Kev. Yeah, I don't 
think that he'll scamper on the ground so much, but I think that this might be a game where he's effective as a pass catcher. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, you know, that's a way to, to really aggravate the Ravens. Big is Samaj P. Ryan Day. Oh, <laughs> see, like, that's what you don't want. You know what I mean? Like, but, but I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> legit. <laughs> oh, God. At three, I have Aaron Jones. Kev, hope he's high on your rankings. Yeah. Already talked about A.J. Dillon a little bit. I think the Giants won't allow Green Bay to score 20 plus points but don't think that we'll be able to put up a lot of the points like that, you know, with them focusing on Saquon and Daniel Jones probably being a little immobile after the ankle injury. So I have Saquon here at two who might be our quarterback next week. I have no idea. Just think we're based on the potential and, you know, he's putting up 150 scrimmage yards a game alone. Like no matter who the opponent is, he has to be at least two or one in your rankings. Saquon's back. It's great to see great football again and I hope it, it stays for the remainder of the year and if it does then yeah I'd love to sign Saquon to an extension at one I have Nick Chubb I really like Nick Chubb this week I don't have Kareem Hunt on my rankings this week Kev I also have a question with Kareem Hunt but I'll, I'll read it after um, you finish your rankings right. but you know Nick Chubb's been balling I do think that that's going to be a troublesome matchup for the Chargers so uh, I think Chubb can can score a lot of points this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so at seven, I got Clyde, and he's been climbing up my ranking slowly but surely. But, you know, in fantasy-wise, he's a solid 13 a week at least, and he's had a couple 20-point 20, 20 weeks as well. So at this point, I have no choice but to start him in the flex on my team. It is what it is. If he's putting up the points, he's going to be in my lineup. At six, I got Aaron Jones against the Giants. And I do think he'll have a good game. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say five too because it, it's relevant to both of these guys. I have Aaron Jones at six and Chubb at five, and I feel like they are both such solid fantasy running backs. But with it being such a heavily relying on a two back, you know what I mean? Like they split the ball so much that it really is hard to put them high when they're playing. You know good defenses. You know what I mean? The Chargers are a good defense and the Giants are a good defense. So I do feel like they'll utilize Kareem Hunt and A.J. Dillon, but I also had to have them respectively high enough um, in the rankings. At four, I got Jonathan Taylor. It is what it is. He's not the Jonathan Taylor from last year. They're not the Indy Colts from last year. I don't know what's going on in, you know, behind the scenes, but they're just not playing good football. At three, I got Derrick Henry against Washington. Love the matchup. He's really the only threat in that offense, unless you want to argue maybe Robert Woods. Guy stinks. But Derrick Henry, it is what it is. He's going to get the volume, and against Washington's defense, he should have a good game. At two, I got Dalvin against Chicago. I do. I love it. And he's so inconsistent, but, you know, I'm just rolling the dice and hoping he has a big week. And then at one, I got the G-man. I got Saquon at one Do you? This week. Okay. Yeah, I love get that. the G man. Love that. I get the G man. Absolutely. Hopefully, we'll be uh, screaming Saquon's name Sunday morning while Danielle's making us I'll breakfast. Be sleeping. No, you better not be sleeping. Danielle, you hear that? Sunday morning breakfast. But, you know, I told you I had a running back question for mm-hmm. you here. This is somebody that probably isn't in a lot of starting lineups, but Brees Hall, he's playing really good ball. The Jets' offense has been a little weird, but he's been a consistent factor. Would you rather Brees Hall on your fantasy team right now than Kareem Hunt? Uh, nah. Nah, you're still taking Kareem Hunt? 
Yeah, maybe I'm biased because I have him and Chubb. Like, both teams I have Kareem Hunt on, I have Chubb, so maybe I'm biased, but nah, I don't think I would. I mean, realistically, on my teams this year, neither one of them would be starting, so it's really irrelevant, but I think to have a backup back, I would rather Kareem Hunt. Because there are weeks where Kareem Hunt puts up, like, running back one numbers. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And it's And it's more common than not that he does that, so... I didn't have JT in my in my uh, rankings this week. One because of Thursday night football, and two because we don't know yeah, what the injury right. status is. Don't know if he's going to be in, in the lineup mm-hmm. or not. But yeah, the Colts will really struggle. But I, I do think that they'll the find Naeem a way Hines to week. to, pu- to start Naeem Hines this week. Hey, you, you might have to. He he won't be a bad start and might be a target. You know, in daily fantasy. You know, I'm, I'm sure his, his price won't oh. be too high. But we're going to go over to the wide receivers. Before we do, Kev, I want to talk about, you know, one of the biggest surprises in Jacksonville. And, you know, Christian Kirk is obviously somebody that's newly, you know, signed to Jacksonville this year. You know, $100 million man. Who's the biggest surprise this year between Christian Kirk or James Robinson? And James Robinson, we've seen the production before. But like I said, Travis Etienne was supposed to be the guy. Yeah, I know. It's hard because... Like you said, we've seen it with Spinner before, and I feel like we saw glimpses of it in Arizona with Kirk Christian when, when yeah. D Hop was out. You know what I mean? But I think, I think the biggest surprise is James Robinson, just because, like you said, going into the season, most people thought ETN was going to be the number one there. You know what I mean? Or at least the one A, if if anything. Yeah. So I think fantasy wise, he's the biggest surprise. But I feel like just the way they're performing. That Christian Kirk's the biggest surprise. You know okay. what I mean? Because we know we know numbers. We know the numbers that Spinner can put up. We just weren't expecting it because we weren't expecting him to have the number one volume. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. With Christian Kirk, it's like we knew he was going to be a number one. Trevor Lawrence didn't play great last year, and like he went in there, took the number one role, and he's running away with it. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. playing like a number one. Absolutely. Guys, that wraps up all of our fantasy questions. But if you guys ever have fantasy questions to ask, feel free to hit us up on our Instagram. You know, the, the personal line's getting a little filled up with the fantasy. So I'm going to start charging you guys. No, I'm just playing. But let's get over to the wide receivers at 15 here. I have CeeDee Lamb. He still found a way to stay relevant with Cooper Rush as his quarterback. And uh, I really like, you know, his potential. Even though that's a tough matchup versus the Rams, we've honestly seen, you know, a lot of teams kind of get a long touchdown versus the Rams. We're talking about Debo. Kev, you talked about it with Diggs. So, so we'll just have to see what happens this week with CD. At 14, I have Curtis Samuel. A little crazy have him uh, in the rankings, especially above CD, but like the matchup versus Tennessee. I just really think, you know, he might be able to put up some points for Washington. So have him here at 14. At 13, I have Hollywood. Didn't think that he, you know, really got the potential that he was supposed to, especially with D-Hop not being, you know, in the lineup like that. But have him at 13 versus Philly. At 12, I have Tyreek Hill versus the Jets. Even if Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback, I feel like, you know, you can always utilize a weapon like Tyreek Hill. So I think he'll throw the ball to him a little bit more than Waddle. We'll see what happens. At 11, I have T. Higgins versus Baltimore. I do have the pair of receivers in my rankings this week. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game in that Bengals-Baltimore game. So a lot of points for Chase, a lot of points for Higgins. I'm sure Lamar and J.K. will have a game. Mark Andrews as well. At 10, I have Christian Kirk versus Houston. Had a little bit of a down game last week in the rain at Philly, but 
I think it'll pick up this week in a division game versus Houston at 9. I do have Keenan Allen in my rankings. I know I had him in my rankings last week. I was expecting him to play. I'm expecting him to play this week. I don't know, you know, how serious this hamstring injury is, but I feel like they're really downplaying throughout the week, and then every single time Sunday comes around, it's like, ah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, and then four o'clock comes because it, it's of course a California game, and you, you're struggling to make a decision. Right. It's like, you know, let's figure it out. We could have just shut him down if, if we really thought it was going to be uh-huh. like that bad of an injury. At eight, I have AJ Brown here versus Arizona. I still feel like you have to favor him as far as fantasy rankings go to be the number one top dog. But Kev, over the past couple of weeks, you've said otherwise. So. Don't know if you're going to follow that trend, but like the matchup versus Arizona for A.J. Brown. Yeah, so at 15, I got McLaurin. So you had Samuel and yours. I got McLaurin. It is what it is. I feel like it's just a matter of time before he gets going. At 14, I got Jamal Chase. I wow. do. I do have. I do have a pair of Bengals in here. I also have another pair as well. So wow. just a little hint, I do have Higgins higher. But I got Jamal Chase at 14. Like I said, I mean... They're going to have so much pressure on Joe Burrow, and I just have more faith in T. Higgins being the outlet. You know what I mean? Because I feel like Jamar Chase will be the highlight of that secondary. So it is what it is. You know what I mean? Sue me. <laughs> at at 13, I got Jalen Waddle um, against the, the Jets. So I do have Tyreek Hill a little higher. Kev, really give high. everybody a fit check right now. Fit check? Yeah. yeah I got the beanie. It's beanie weather. That's a fact. Kev just came <laughs> fresh out of a five-finger discount from, from 7-Eleven. Came from the tower heist. <laughs> Where in Charlestown? The town, the town <laughs> kid. Who's Kawi taking? <laughs> at, uh, at 12, I do have Amon Ross St. Brown. I'm expecting him to play. Um, and if he does, he's just a matchup nightmare. So he's going to be in the top 15 week in and week out, if not in the top 10, if not in the top 5. Um, so at 11, I got Michael Pittman, the Pittman, against Denver. Again, I'd love to have him higher, but that Indianapolis team is just a mess right now, especially the offense. And Denver, you know, Denver's looking to to make a little, you know, midseason run here. So they're going to be coming. At 10, I got Keenan Allen, so I am expecting him to play too. I'm against Cleveland. At 9, I got Christian Kirk against Houston. And at 8, I got A.J. Brown against Philly. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the rankings kind of... No Devontae Smith. Okay, yeah. okay. It's kind of similar towards the, the middle of the rankings there. At seven here, I have Debo. We saw, you know, the really big touchdown. I do think that with Jimmy Garoppolo back at quarterback after a couple of games, that that'll be what's best for the team, and that defense is playing really well. So I expect the 49ers to be, you know, one of the more underrated teams in the NFL going forward. At six, I have Devontae Adams versus Kansas City. I'm expecting him to get in the end zone. I'd like to see him to have one of those Devontae-esque games, but I know that role isn't carved out in a Raiders offense with Josh McDaniels calling a game. It's just not. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, that's something that Devontae Adams just kind of had to expect. And I wish it didn't work out that way because Green Bay would probably be the best team in the NFL right now if they still had Devontae Adams, mm-hmm. realistically. Yeah, At five, Mike Evans right above him. So not sure if you like that or not, Kev, but Mike Evans really is, you know, probably the most important part of that Tampa Bay offense right now. As long as he's in the game, that offense has a chance. He can score once, he can score twice, he can catch 80 yards, he can catch 180 yards. Doesn't matter, Mike Evans can do it all. At four, I have Chase, Kev. I think Chase has a big game. Even though T. Higgins is good, I completely understand your point there. I think Chase is going to be, you know, a, a matchup nightmare this week. And I think he's angry. 
and yeah, that might be affecting his game, but it also might fuel it a little bit. So uh, that's where I'm leaning this week versus Baltimore. Anthony going to be a really interesting matchup. Uh, hopefully we can watch that together. At three, I have Justin Jefferson versus Chicago. Uh, dropped a touchdown last week that would have helped his fantasy total, but ended up still getting in the end zone anyway. But just think that, you know, the two guys above him have been playing better, and that's just a fact. And that's Stephon Diggs versus Pittsburgh and Cooper Cup versus Dallas. Stephon Diggs should easily catch a buck fifty in Cooper Cup. I mean, if he ca- if he keeps it up, he's going to be in the same category two years in a row. So both of those guys balling out. Yeah, I don't know how this happened, but somehow Cooper Cup didn't make my list. No way. Yeah, man. like that's not even look that, in the camera. Yeah, that's 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 literally just an error on my part. <laughs> I don't know how I missed, like, when I was going through my list, how I missed him. Well, so I'm sure you can find somebody to replace in there for Cooper Cup. I mean, yeah, let's just say he's, let's just say he's, like... Eight? <laughs> let's just say he's God this week, and, like, he's above number one. We'll just say okay. that. I, I left him out. I feel bad. Wow. I, don't know, I don't know how that happened, honestly. Um, At seven, I get CD. Actually, you know what? That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take... Take out CD. Yeah, I'll take out CD. <laughs> I'm gonna take out CD. Move Slide it, everybody. Yeah. Move everyone down. So at seven, I got T Higgins against Baltimore again. Just feel like he's gonna have a big game. At six, I'm gonna switch these two. At six, I got Devontae Adams against Kansas City again. Raiders always play them tough, and Devontae is still Devontae. You know what I mean? It's just he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball. So I fail him. But he's still going to have those big games, and Kansas City's going to be one of them. Big division game. Expect a big game. At five, I got Stefan Diggs against Pittsburgh. I don't know. I've had him. I've had him anywhere between two and six all year. I don't know. I feel like it could be a big Gabe Davis day if he plays. You know what I mean? Maybe. Who knows? Big (laughs) Big Josh Allen running day. Who knows? Hammer the rushing yards. Hammer the over. At four, Kept bringing you some betting. Wow. Huh? Oh, yeah. At four, I got Justin Jefferson against Chicago. Love the matchup. Division game. He's going to come to play. At three, I got Tyreek against the Jets. Again, even if Teddy Bridgewater, or well, Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the starter this week. And Tyreek is just always open. You know what I mean? Like, you have to be really bad to not hit Tyreek. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, Teddy Bridgewater is still going to hit him. Him and Waddle are still going to be fantasy relevant. It's all looking sunny. In but at one, no! But well, at two, oh. at two, I got Cup. I'm gonna slide. I'm okay. gonna slide Cup at two. At number one, I never thought I'd say this because but this guy, one, no. this guy is literally a wide receiver three. <laughs> I got Mike Evans at one this week. Wow. I, I love the matchup. I could see Tom Brady literally throwing him three fades to the back of the end zone on the goal line this week. So, so what? Putting Mike Evans at one. Do you want to give a special shout out to anybody? No. <laughs> Nobody. I can't think of anyone. <laughs> Not a single person. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> Going to the tight end position. Gonna fly through these. At five, I have Zach Ertz. First time crack in my rankings this year. At four, I have Waller. At three, I have Goddard. At two, Mark Andrews. And at one, I have Travis Kelsey. Expect big weeks from Kelsey and Andrews this week. You had Waller in yours? I did. Oh, wow. I didn't have my mind. Wow. Guy stinks. At five, I got Dallas Goddard. At four, I got George Kittle. Three, I got TJ Hawkinson. Sorry, Pats fans. It is what it is. At two, I got Andrews. And at one, TK. Kev, what's good with Waller? I don't know. Just a team? Just a team. Yeah. Like, even Devontae's not putting up crazy numbers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's had, I think he had one 20-point week. Well, and that's kind of like... 
No, no. Josh Jacobs like literally put up a boat last week. Yeah. <laughs> Coming over to the kickers, I got Jake Elliott at five. At four, I got Suck Up. At three, I got Tucker. Two, I have Bass. And one, I have McPherson. Defenses, Kev. I don't know how mu- how much our lists are going to differ this week. I didn't check your list out yet. But at five, I have Jacksonville. At four, I have Minnesota. At three, I have Green Bay. Two, I have the 49ers. At one, who is it, Kev? Giants. Buffalo. Wow, I only have one of your top five in mind. No way. And it ain't Buffalo. Wow. <laughs> so at five, I got the Washington Commanders Dear. against Tennessee. Yeah, I hate that Tennessee offense, and I've been saying it. If if teams just figure out how to stop Derrick Henry, although that seems like a pipe dream, but if they do, there's nothing else going on in that Tennessee offense, and Ryan Tannehill's not good enough to, to will a team to a victory. At four, I got the Philadelphia Eagles against Arizona. At three... I got the New Orleans Saints against Seattle. I'll tell you one thing. Geno Smith ain't going to be leading fantasy quarterbacks this week. That's that's one thing I can promise you. Two, I got the 49ers. And then one, I got the Tampa Bay Bucks. Okay. Against Atlanta. Not bad. Yeah. Guys, that's going to wrap things up for the Week 5 Fantasy Rankings. We have more fantasy episodes coming for you guys real soon. If, if you guys want to hear the parlay of the week in the daily fantasy targets, make sure you guys go over to our Instagram and stay tuned for that episode on Sunday morning. Guys, our power rankings are out, ranking our teams 1 through 10 in the NFL after the first four games of the season. And we have a Meet the People series with Chris Lanzilli coming to you guys real soon. Peace out, five stars, you guys know the deal.